Welcome to The Wiretap, episode 20, today's Monday, October 9th, 2017. I have on the Skype, as usual, my friend Chad. What's up, Chad? Hello. And we have a special guest. We have Pat, our mutual friend. What's up, Pat? Hey, what's happening? The Emmy Award winning Pat. The Emmy Award winning Pat. Hey, congratulations on that. Oh, uh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Yes. <laughs> So so f- fill me in. What was the 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 award in? Uh, Chad had let me know briefly, but what what was? Uh, uh, it was uh, the uh, Midwest Regional uh, Emmy Awards, and uh, the category was for program special. And I did a half hour special on presidential libraries and museums, and started just you know those I could drive to. So I went to some like like uh, Truman's and Hoover's and Lincoln's, and just it just kept kept expanding and now I'm getting ready to do my third half hour special. So I'm very excited about it. That's great, man. Yeah, and he got you. to meet with Jimmy Carter. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. 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 It's been really incredible. I've met a few like famous, uh, first granddaughters and, and sons and cousins. And, and, uh, I just went down to Plains, Georgia and got to see him in, in person. You know, the guy just celebrated his 93rd birthday. Yeah, it, 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 it was incredible. a close call uh, recently, right? He was working on a house, uh-huh. working on a house. I mean, could could you believe it? <laughs> and yeah. he collapsed, and he he made a he made a recovery. Yeah, you know, is that what happened? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, well, he um, you know, he he got his cancer diagnosis, and yes. but the guy won't stop, and and yeah, like like Bill was saying, is is he does the Habitat for Humanity? Yeah, yeah. And he was dehydrated and just kept working. And they finally have to, like, they have to stay on him and say, you know, Mr. President, you got to take care of yourself here. So fascinating guy. He gives, you know, every Sunday he does a Bible study for Mm. like 40 40 minutes and and he'll relate it. He talked about North Korea, talked about, you know, modern modern things and would relate it to a a Bible lesson. Oh, man, like he's on the ball. I just yeah. I, I have to juxtapose it to modern. I can't imagine one a Trump library, considering he doesn't read, and uh, him working for Habitat for Humanity is just it's mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't I don't think he'll be covering that anytime soon. Yeah, I, yeah. He's one I think that definitely leads by example. I would say. Yeah, Carter. 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 Yeah. Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carter. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we actually are, we, we've had a couple of weeks off and uh, what happened recently and what I wanted to have the focus of our show be uh, is the really tragic, really terrible Las Vegas shooting that happened at Mandalay Bay. Chad had uh, the night that it happened. Chad had given me a text and said, wake up, dude. I had just moved. And like, he's like, get up from your sleep, man. There's a, I think you said that there were 18 shooters. Was that, wasn't that the original report report, Chad? Well, what happened was the police scanner had all kinds of craziness going on. So you didn't know what was going on the first like five minutes. Uh, And they really didn't know what was going on until the very end. So, uh, but there was all kinds of stuff going on. They, were saying there were explosions and there were people shooting up Caesar's Palace. It was it was crazy, crazy, absolute chaos. Uh, I think that's the problem. Initially, is there's so 
there's so many different reports coming out, you know, it's hard to differentiate. Well, that that's kind of what happened 9-11, too. I mean, remember when 9-11 took place, how many times did we hear things that were going on? You know, there was a plane down in San Francisco or the train was attacked or, you know, there were all these false reports. And now with Twitter, it's even worse yeah. because you go on Twitter and there Vigilante were actually fake. Justice. Yeah. Well, there were fake accounts of people saying, oh, my son is missing. Can you find him? And that had not, it was a picture that they used from uh, someone that was looking for their kid from There's the earthquake from Mexico, that they no were accounts that were saying, oh, I can't find my child. I can't find, or they're posting pictures of people that, um, that were not the shooter, but they were saying it was the shooter. It was, it's, it's insanity when that stuff happens. Yeah, apparently he had a plan to escape, uh, and he he planned to get away from it. And he had he had the these the trajectory of the wind, the angle all worked out. You know, have, on a notepad. Yeah, yeah, on a yellow notepad. Pat, did you hear about that? The notepad that he had in his room. Everybody thought it might have been a note or something, but actually, it was just like, a bunch like of a, numbers. Oh, really? No, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a bunch of numbers that gave like the trajectory and and you know the mathematics of the shooting. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I no. We, yeah, I did not hear that. That's interesting. We we were talking, Chad, and I think I think you said that the, the guy was mentally ill, and I think you you made the mm-hmm. argument that the, the guy obviously ha- had mental problems, and I. I can totally see that. I think I think that if you're you're going to shoot up a, a crowd of people, there's some something wrong. But I think there's different severities. Like the Sandy Hook shooter was obviously just like this kid who was a, was was a loser, a basket case, and he just wanted to cause as much mayhem and destruction as he possibly could before he went because he didn't have anything going for him. But like, how do you filter for a well, guy like like Paddock? You know, well, he, well, the Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook kid had some some mental issues as well he was a recluse he stayed at home that's why his mom bought the guns for him to make him happy he wasn't uh, uh, a regular uh kid that was had an everyday normal life he was in his house and they found all kinds of crazy demented stuff in his house or in his room and um you know things that he had uh i don't know pat do you, do you know what he I'm was he was about? homeschooled he was homeschooled. yeah he was homeschooled yeah and his mom kept very, very close eye on him the whole time because so it, he was, was kind of uh, a t- tyrannical relationship with his mother or what? No, I think he, his father wasn't around and his mother was uh, just like a uh, helicopter mom. And she bought him these guns to pacify him. Wow. Yeah. So then he ended up waking up and shooting her and then going down to the and shooting a bunch of kids you know um but go on go on go on about your theory and then we'll we'll keep going well uh, we we were discussing and and is is it is someone who does a violent act are they automatically just crazy because if you if you take someone who's an absolute lunatic right they wouldn't be able to do the calculations they wouldn't actually be successful as I mean, he was actually a successful guy who 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 made his money gambling, right? Uh, from from the backstory, from what I I've gathered so far, no one really c- 
could see foresee this coming, especially his brother. His, his brother was was saying that there's no way. Sorry, sorry the, the the video was playing in the background right when you, when you guys uh when I clicked open the link, but it was basically saying, geez, he, he, he had planned this out. And I have a, I, I have a theory that, you know, I think that when you go through life, you can come to the conclusion that life just doesn't matter. And that you, you, you see a good reason for humanity not to exist. And you're just going to try to take as many people down with you as you can. And I don't think you can necessarily subscribe that idea of nihilism to being insane. I think that in this country, you have access to weapons that make it really easy to take out as many people as you can. If you look at um, the writings of, uh, uh, I think, Klebold from uh, the Columbine Massacre, he was actually a really smart kid, but he was so lonely and isolated, and you see his mind deteriorating. The problem is when you you're in a state of despair, when you're in a nihilistic state, you have to let those feelings process, but you shouldn't have access to weapons as deadly as we have now. An AR-15 in the wrong hands is a recipe for disaster. So I don't necessarily think that it's it's crazy. I mean, I, I need to, to find out all the details. But I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. I don't think I think it's 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 lazy to say all mass shooters are are, are insane. There was an, it's an insanity problem. I think that problem is deeper. I think it's a cultural problem, and I think it's a problem with the idea of nihilism mixed with access to deadly weapons. Pat, you wanna you wanna share since you're the guest today. You wanna share <laughs> your thoughts um, first. Well, I mean, I, I will say there's a lot I don't know about it. And so um, I'm reluctant to give an opinion on things when I, when I don't have all the facts or when I, I, I still think there's more to this story than what's been told or what we've learned. I, I, I you know, I just, uh, I don't, I don't want to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I always, always think there's three sides, at least to every story. Um and I, I think if it's if if it is true that this is the one and only single guy who was behind all of this, uh, that seems very calculated. And I, mm-hmm. I can't I can't label him as as insane or crazy if you can go to that much trouble to determine the you know wind speed and all of that for your for your for firing your gun. I don't know if that answers anything, but you know, yeah, I. I would have to say that my feeling is that people who do mass shootings or people who shoot at all, maybe they're not. um, And this is the conversation that Phil and I had. Maybe they're not the, 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 the mass crazy uh, nutcase that people kind of put, you know, together as far as who this person is. They're not like the Joker, and they're not like the Riddler. Um, but in doing research and in looking at the last six mass shootings, um, there, there are people that are doing research on this. And there is a guy, there's a professor from UCLA, and his name is, uh, I will tell you right now, uh, Marco Iacoboni. 
and he is a professor of psychiatry and behavioral studies. Uh, and when he was talking about it, he was saying um, that there are people in this world that can have anger, but they don't turn their anger into action. And that's called cognitive control and so uh, or self-control. And if you look at the studies of the people who have caused these mass shootings, as well as people who have, you know, shot people, you know, uh, acted out in violence, there are these um, things called mirror neurons. Mm -hmm. And they're a small circuit of cells in the brain. And that is an extremely important element of social self-control. And in studying these people and studying why they do these things, it's because these mirror neurons are not functioning the way they should be. And so let's just like if we go see a violent movie, right? We're going to see the violent movie and we're going to go home. But with these people, the violent movie attaches to them and then they it becomes a reality. Or... Uh, you know, seeing things on the news. That's why they don't glorify the people on the news, you know, these shooters on the news anymore because they become idolized or, you know, people idolize them. So I think, I think anybody who commits these, these shootings, they have a mental makeup that is not normal. And that doesn't mean that they're, like I said, they're not like, plotting evil their whole lives, I think that there's a point where they don't have that chemical makeup that prevent them from acting on their behavior, which in, which in turn means that they have a mental health issue. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that though the idea of being a sociopath and antisocial and uh, having zero empathy think it's way more common than you you would think like for instance i think we know a lot of people that were really kind of like sociopathic psychopaths in high school but what happens is life crushes you a little bit and you learn and you start to, to develop some empathy and that can manifest in being very manipulative being a liar not 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 following through with your word for for a, for a long period of time until you you learn that okay well you know th things aren't working out with me people don't trust me people don't don't like me maybe there's something wrong with me and you start you start changing your your behavior my whole thing is i i feel like it's we're not going to learn any lessons from this if we just dismiss this as hey that guy was crazy he shot a lot of people well, let, let's let's actually get down to the roots. Is I, 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 I forget who said this, but there is no part of humanity that is foreign to me. And that means the horrible atrocities that people are capable of committing in this world, you have to kind of take take a look at it and say, what part of that is in me? What part what part of that am I capable of? You know, I think the three of us on, on this one, we, we can't we can say we would never do anything close to to what this person did. But the thoughts always 
crop up in our mind. So why is that? Why, why, why do people become nihilistic? Why do people want to just destroy as many, as many people as, as they can? You know what I found really interesting? Uh, there, there was a, a study on, on Hitler saying that if Hitler really wanted to, Hitler was actually worse than, than we think he is. Because when the Germans were losing the war, and it was clear that they were going to lose the war in 1944, the logical thing is to put the Jews in the encampments to work to fuel the German war machine. It's like, okay, let's stop killing them, right? And then put them to work so that they can actually help us win. They're like, and but when it was clear that they were going to lose, they were just like, no, nah, you know, let's just amp up. Let's just like, we're going down and let's take as many people with us as we possibly can. Uh-huh. That's worse than a, a, a dictator. That's wor- that's that's complete nihilism. That's complete dark darkness. I know I went into a really dark place here, Pat. Sorry. You have to somehow say, what does that make sense to me? Could that possibly happen to society? Could it happen now? Because I think if we deny that part of humanity and say that, well, that was just an odd case that that person that that's a one in, in, in a billion kind of shot that someone like that would crop up. Like, nah, I think that it's m- far more orchestrated than that. And I think that there, there are parts of it that you have to learn from. When faced with true malevolence, we have to, to draw the lessons from it. This is a very malevolent act. And I think that we need to get to the bottom of it. It, it s- seems like they haven't even found a suicide note. They, haven't, they didn't find anything. No and you, mission and you statement. you probably won't because you probably won't because his ability to snap is not just in the moment. His ability to snap is it deteriorate. It, it causes effect over time. So, you know, this was planned, but this wasn't planned because he was this smart, calculated person. This was planned because he was sick and that was his main focus, you know? And I think with nihilism, I mean, I think you could be nihilistic and not be a crazy mass murderer. You just don't have any principles and you don't have any meaning to life. But with, (laughs) with these guys, their purpose and their meaning is to do damage. So I don't know if that would be considered nihilism because they do have a purpose and they do have a meaning and that is to kill and, and cause harm to as many people as possible. We can agree that it's malevolence and it's, it's evil. Like we don't look at a hurricane as evil. We look at it as tragedy because you know, it's, it's just, it's part and parcel to living on this earth well yeah uh, and know. it's mother nature you can't control it yeah and you can't you can't you can't call it evil. but i think when when we're faced with, with real evil i think that we're going to see a lot of people go through ptsd actually because that's taking you out of your walled city and throwing you right into the heart of chaos i mean looking at that video you sent me a video chad of yeah the the, the the entire uh the entire incident out on the street and this guy walked up and he's like i've been shot Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no way. It's like, no, I, he was just at the, the Highway 50, 91 concert and he was just shot walking around trying to find attention. Trying, I trying saw a video attention. today. I just, I was telling Pat earlier, I saw a video today and it was banned from YouTube and I don't recommend anybody going to see it because it's really not worth watching. But it was right after 
the incident and this guy was going around with his cell phone and he had it on record. And I don't know if he knew he had it on record or, or what, cause he wasn't, it was just, it was by his side, but he was checking on people to see if they still had a pulse. And it was really graphic and really horrible to see. Um, but it was, it was interesting because the lights were on at the moment, the concert lights, and then all of a sudden the concert lights went off and the guy said, he went up to somebody and said, why are we cutting the lights? And I don't know if he was talking to someone that was part of the concert or he was talking to somebody that was like an officer, but the person said, well, that's because everybody on the floor is dead. And he said, that's not true. We need these lights back on. And uh, that's kind of when the video cut out. So mm. did, yeah, Pat, are you, did we lose Pat? No, I'm still here. I, I was going right. to get back to the uh, the midi chlorians uh, comment you made. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. I, I I thought it was interesting. I don't know if this is relatable or not, but um, did you see that? I just read something that they there was a study that came out about your hippocampus. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in video games. And uh, it was it was something about using landmarks. You gained hippocampal uh, volume, I guess you, you might say. But if you if, but if you like like use directions like a GPS in the game, you would lose. So I and I but I thought it was interesting or relatable what you were saying, Chad, about you know what you're seeing if you're seeing these things if you're you know uh, for an individual who's isolating themselves yes you're surrounding yourself with whatever you want to see or think yeah yeah that you know that to me goes to you know you need to be social you, you right know. so the hippocampus uh, is a region that regulates emotions right so you're saying that if you got a numbed up hippocampus you you, you don't feel empathy for people Right. Is that what you're right. getting at? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not gonna get off on video games and blame them, but I think right. as a society, you know, I, one of the things, Phil, when I am doing these presidential things is I'm kind of relearning history and the stuff they don't teach you yeah. <laughs> in school. And you know, if you think about like from just the nineteen seventies, there were half as many people yeah. on the planet. And I, I feel like statistically we we're so bombarded with all the channels, with all the, with all of our smart devices and all of these video games and every, you know, how statistically, how can we not have these horrible mass shootings? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, I once heard, heard a quote that if you did have the, you know, socialist utopia and everybody just sat around and ate cake all day, which what, what, what modern society is trying to go for, like a week later, people would try to fuck it up. They would try. They would try to to make things a little bit more interesting, just so that they could there 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 could be some stakes. I I my point being is that I I feel like some of these guys are just trying to to are are, are in this sheltered world and they they feel useless. They're not they're not on any dating hierarchies, and we're gonna get a lot well, more this of that, guy people feeling isolated. You know. Well, and, and here's the thing that you bring up a good point before we go into it, though. They said today, ABC News said they interviewed someone that worked with him and they said he was the nicest guy 
that they, you know, and he was really caring and he always looked out for people. But I mean, <clears throat> serial killers were, you know, Ted Bundy was said the same thing. And uh, who was the dude? Yeah, that, they said he was very charismatic. Right. Yeah. And he was he was a nice guy. Um, same with the uh, guy who um, dressed as a clown. What was his name? Uh, John Wayne Gacy. People. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, they, they, they have normal lives. You know, this guy, by all means, looked like he had a, a normal life. And at one, whatever point he decided, you know what, the thoughts that I have, I'm just going to act on them. And that's the difference between well, like, someone that is normal and sane and someone that, uh, that is crazy. Yeah, you, you know, talking about the population explosion that, that Pat was, was, was I mean, like in, in a tribe, say that if, if you were in a, a, a small community of about 200 people, which we're actually designed for. If somebody was exhibiting behavior that was going to signal a danger to the group, that person would be exiled. So say say let let's transport transport like say a person like Donald Trump, right, into one of those small societies, and they see that he takes more than he needs. He he's greedy. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't share. He puts people down. He he's mean. The society would shun him and just kick him out of the tribe and say, "Okay, you got into the woods on your own, and you you make it. You're 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 not you're not good for 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 our for our tribe." But yeah. there's so many people, and and as, as a society, like we we we're actually festering and growing these cancerous humans, and that's kind of how how I see it. There, there's so much of us, and we're so sheltered. You know, I have this I have this quote uh, right here from from a book I read, uh, Tribe on Homecoming and Belonging by Sebastian Younger. It says humans don't mind hardship. In fact, they thrive on it. What they mind is not feeling necessary. Modern society has perfected the art of making people not feel necessary. And I think that that's what's really useful, like especially with young men, they need to feel young men need to feel like they are worth something that they are important that what they do and what they're contribute they can contribute to society they can contribute to other people and i think when you take that away and you, you leave people really uh you know sheltered like they they tend to like divulge in, in these the, these ter- terrible things i, I like I, I look at charlottesville i look at all of these guys just need to feel useful they're just trying to be edgy like everybody wants to be edgy at that age. Like, ooh, what's the edgiest thing I can do? I, I'm gonna say I'm a Nazi. I'm part of this group now, you know. And you know, then life slaps them down. They get docs, and they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe that's not a good way to go. You know. Well, yeah, I think that's I think that's partially true. I think for, I mean, obviously the people that are marching in Charlottesville, they're not committing mass mass murder. I think I think that I the the way to to solve it and this guy was 64 so yeah he lived his youth so there's got to be something that is affecting these people and most of the time the demographic is white male yep. whether their age is 21 to 65 it's white male I think the Virginia shooting uh, the Virginia Tech shooter was uh, Asian Asian yeah but, but go, everybody but, but else. A perfect example of someone. Well, the guy, who the guy isolated. who shot the, the guy who shot Scalise. Uh, yeah, he was in his mid sixties. Yeah. yeah, right, White right. Guy. And he had scoped the place out forever, 
and he, you know, that guy wasn't, you know, you, you talk to people and they're like, he wasn't, he wasn't around. He didn't talk to a lot of us and he kind of stayed to himself. And, you know, I, th- um, I think when you, when you're isolated and you don't have the, the social feedback loops that are out in society, you tend to start losing it. You, you tend to start un- unraveling. And that that's yeah. that's usually pretty ugly because what is society? Society is a bunch of people that look at you and and, and they want they want to make sure that you are up to no surprises. So when you're passing by a person on the street and they smile at you like, oh, you smile back. Oh, that's nice. But if they scowl at you, then you, maybe it's the way that you look. Maybe you're doing something wrong. So every single social interaction that you have is kind of molding you and sculpting you and saying, do you fit in? Do you fit into society to a certain extent? Now, if you don't have that, 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 that social feedback loop, like that's why online bullying is such a big deal because if you're a, a kid, right? Say you're eight years old and you tell a person, Hey, I'm quoting Louis CK here. Hey, you're fat or you're ugly. And you see the hurt on their face and that doesn't make you feel good. And you're like, okay, well, I'm, I don't think I should behave that way because, you know, the social feedback loop is letting you know that, that I hurt that person's feelings. But online, there's none of that social feedback loop. That's that's why I wanted to to I, I think that the the answer is conversation and, and trying trying to unpack these things and, and unravel them with with human contact, because uh, we're a lot more alike, alike yeah. than than you might think. Go ahead, Pat. Oh, no, I was just going to say, that's funny you mentioned that, because I, I just uh, met a guy the other day opening a restaurant in St. Louis, and it's a pizza place. And, and he's third-generation Italian and grew up learning it from his dad and working in the kitchen. And, and he said, you know, I've got, a, I've got a successful place across town here, but I want to be in this neighborhood over by the brewery. And, and so he said... People need to put their phones down. We need to sit down over a pizza, over whatever. He said, because then you're sharing it. You're, you're looking each other in the eyes. You're, you know, you're having time to, to chew and swallow and listen to someone else's point of view. And, and it's that give and take. And I, and I was like, wow, that's, I, I know that sounds so simple, but I think we all need to go sit down over, over a pizza more often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you know, like it, it's funny, like these uh, like ordering Chinese food on my app. I'd rather do that than to call the Chinese food place. I'm guilty of that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, guilty of that. Sure, like, sure. I'm, I'm just going to open up Eat, Yelp Eat 24 and order the Chinese food. So I don't have to talk to somebody that I possibly won't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it, I think we're all we're all guilty of that. Like, I actually prefer texting people. You know, Chad is the only person yeah. I really talk to on the phone. It, 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 it's funny because most of the people like if I hear if I get a phone call from you and like what's wrong what happened yeah <laughs> yeah yeah back in junior I, high and high school like it would just call call people all the time you know just chat yeah. what's up right know? right I loved that I, yeah just talking to people seeing what checking in with them because but those are the things that kind of like like with like I picture like little hammers sculpting you into a an acceptable human being like that's mm-hmm. that's what society's supposed to do for you from the that's time that you're very young I, into your maturity I agree with that but then you take some of these people and they subtract themselves purposefully from society as opposed to society shutting them or society shutting down on them these people choose most of these people choose some of them <clears throat> i don't know if you remember the young kid his dad was a producer yeah of, like uh what was it of uh the sopranos 
And I can't remember the kid's name, but he went up and shot couples in Santa Barbara. Oh, and before yeah. that, he had put on on YouTube that everybody's going to know what I'm going to do and look at these people. And he was, you know, publicizing it before he did it. And, you know, with someone like that. To cry for help before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Um, I think but, that that if if you are like that's why these a lot of these people are, are, are really entitled like that they're really well taken care of they're, they're in the upper crust of society and so there is no struggle right they can't fail so their their life is even if when they mess up they're landing on a silken pillow so they don't feel important they don't have to struggle for anything and they they wouldn't know how to but they can say and especially if you if you you're not socialized if you're if you, there's something wrong with your wiring, you're you don't feel useful, but you're like, well, I have this gun and I don't feel emotions. What can I do with this? I can I can kill a lot of people and not feel anything. That's one thing I can do. Well, why don't I try right. to try, try to be yeah. that person? Right. And I think I think then there becomes a fine line because it's like, OK, so let's say that the the gang activity and the violence that's happening in Chicago and different places, would you put them on the same level as a mass murderer or would you put them on a different level well, instead it's, it's, of it's, it's tribalism? Like, like what all, all gang, all gang violence and gang warfare is tribalism, right? But and, a person that's willing part. to kill another person, is there something off with them? The are they as mentally that, okay, ill so, as so the they, mass there, shooter? There are psychopaths in, 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 in that example that you said, but it's typically, you disrespected someone in my tribe, and I have to protect my tribe. That's but what usually. What I, but what I'm is. saying is, to take someone else's life, do they have to be have the same mental makeup as a mass murderer? No, I don't think so. Because then you can also say that that extrapolate that to someone in the military. Well, right? military is trained. There's a difference. Military, There's, they're trained. They're, right, they're by, trained they're, to by do their that. tribe. But that doesn't mean that they're going to go out and kill random people people that they, means that they're they, going to they, go they out and they're going to fight Jad, Jad, but but like lots of times you know you take these midwest farmer boys you know very really good kids and you put them in the military and you put them in, in in the horror of war and they have ptsd because they can't reconcile the the part of them that is a angry chimp biting out and lashing out and the part of them that's civilized and the part of them that that's human that they all have that i think i think it, it it's a different thing i think the ability to kill is it's it's like a gene that most people don't turn on and i think it's just in every one of us i don't know what it would take for me to do that but it's there it's in the makeup well i think that like again you have cognitive self-control which some people do not and that's in their chemical makeup they well, just yeah, don't okay. have so, that so self-control let's say, say that. That, that i think the missing ingredient here is access to weapons Right. People with with limited cognitive control who have access to weapons are a dangerous fucking sort. And we need to regulate this. Okay, we need to make sure that even if criminals don't follow gun laws, I know the argument. We got to have some safeguards in place so that it's at least a little less easy. So competency test, sanity test, say that you want to buy an AR-15. Okay. Let's figure out what you're about before before we sell you this weapon. Okay, I I, I have 
I have people in, in my family who, who, who are gun lovers. Some of them you'd even call gun nuts, but they're really competent and, and, and they're, 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 they're people who just enjoy it as a sport, the way I enjoy cycling. Right. But, um, some of these people that, that, that are out there buying it, it's, it's just, it's just an issue of money. Do you have the money for this weapon? Okay, fine. Should you be willing it? Have either of you guys ever shot a fully automatic weapon? Yes. Not fully automatic. No, I've, I, I have. And it's like you've opened Pandora's box. It's like, mm. holy shit. What would I, if I had to, who would I give this to? A monk? Who you would I a, give this to? Like someone Is that a relative that owns a fully automatic weapon? I can't divulge how I got access to it, but yeah, I had access to it through somebody. And I shot it, and you hold it down, and there's 20 rounds within the first couple of seconds. And you're like, well, you can start a lot of shit with this. And it's scary, because that's yeah. not what they had in mind when they were talking about muskets and when they wrote the, the Constitution. Well, the fact that this guy bought, how many guns did he buy within the year, in the last year? What is it, 27 guns, 18 guns? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, they brought a good point up on SNL the other day. If you were to go buy, you know, $30 worth of, uh, you know, ice cream at 31 Flavors, I'm, uh, this isn't specifically what they said, but if you were going to go buy $30, $30 worth of ice cream, even your phone will ding you and your bank will call you and say, did you really just spend $30 on ice cream? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly like there was no flag for him to buy that many guns in that short period of time. And there was nothing, there's no record that, you know, he was going to buy tracer bullets. And, you know, that is all, the, yeah, there's a lot wrong with, with regulation of, of these weapons, no, you know, like Phil said, I think you have to have mental sense. I think what you need to do is you have to have a like DMV type gun, uh, you know, uh, uh, business where you go in, you take a mental health test, uh, you, you know, show a competency test, safety test for your guns. And every year you that, get your- that, I, that I, I, I'm telling you about that, that our, our, you know, responsible gun owners are willing to do that. They're willing to take yeah. the mental competency tests, and they're like, "Cool, yeah, I don't want, I don't want crazy people to have these either." Yeah, yeah, and you shouldn't be able to buy more than what two guns a year. I mean, and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna keep AR-15s around, then I think what you do is then you tax it by 50 percent, and the people that want to buy them can buy them, and that money goes to mental health, that goes to gun safety, it goes to any of those things. Um, you know, and people would be less likely to purchase an AR-15. I think you should get rid of all semi-automatic weapons uh, anyway. I don't think that anybody needs them. I've never seen anybody hunt a deer with an AR-15. And, you know, there are countries that allow you to buy an AR-15, but you have to leave it at a gun range. And you can go and shoot it and practice. And you could, you know, do your recreational shooting. But at the end of the day, you have to leave it there and you have to go home without it. And so, but here's the thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate and you guys tell me what your answer would be. I have friends who uh, own guns and their answer is I have the right to protect my house in case someone comes in. 
What do you tell them then? You do have the right to protect your, your property. But there has to be regulations on it, man. You, they have there, what, has, there has to be yes you have the the right to own a handgun yeah to protect you to protect yourself you do not need a semi-automatic ar-15 to protect you like i believe in home defense like people say get a shotgun if you're interested in home defense like that that's right that, that'll do for a lot of people you, yeah you you give the, the the las vegas shooter a shotgun he's gonna hurt some people but he's gonna get taken out yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. What do you think, Pat? No, I agree. I, I think, uh, uh, yeah. Handgun, rifle, like, shotgun. E- e- but, but yeah, I, the, the semi-automatic, I just, it's, unfortunately we live in a, what, a capitalistic society. So it's, you're, I, I think you're always. And, haves and have nots, right? Right. So. Right. Right. And, uh, so the, there's always going to be some who will lobby to make sure that, there are enough loopholes, unfortunately, sadly. I, yeah, I don't know. When When is there enough outrage that people are like, this, we, well, we can't. I, I think I kind of gave up hope after Sandy Hook. I was like, okay, so they can slaughter babies. So they're not, and they're not going to do anything about it? Then there is no bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know the answer. I don't, I don't either. I, 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 I find it, uh, I find it frustrating because... I'm not saying ban guns. I actually, I'm fine with with owning a a weapon. I'm fine with owning a handgun. I I, I like to call myself a uh, an amendment purist. I think I think that in the the uh, spirit of of the amendment is fine, but you don't need to have a rocket launcher. Right. You don't need to have anti aircraft weapons. You don't. No one. I, I've handled an AR-15. Don't need that shit. <laughs> well, okay. So, what do you what do you say when you have people that are <clears throat> their response is okay? Well, you know, I'm the responsible gun owner, and I have the right since the I'm the only person. Gun owner. The, the only person that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Well, let, let, let me let me ask you this, Chad. I mean, you you were mugged, and we talked about this a lot of times. Would you have when you were mugged? Would you have felt more safe with a weapon? No, I've said that before. There's no yeah. way, not at any point. Did I mean the guy already had the gun pointed at the window? He had a shotgun. He got. He had but, but you could have been a good guy with a gun. I, 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 you leave it to the professionals. Even then, there's no way. There's no way. Number one, I couldn't have got a shot off. Number two, I wouldn't have shot him anyway. Um, you know, uh, I just wanted to get out there with my life. And well, a uh, lot of the, that these, was it. These, these Second Amendment guys would not think twice. You just stepped on my lawn. I'm shooting you. They have yeah. that that that, that in, insane streak, you know, and they're they're the most dangerous people, and they have the most weapons. It's, yeah, no, there was no, it's, it's, there was it's, no. It's a knot I can I I I don't pretend I can untie. I don't pretend I have answers to it, man. You know. Well, you know, I think the only answer is is that any the the. Republican Party has taken lots of money from the NRA. Yep. And I think the Democrats, if you look at the difference between money that they've taken, I think the Democrats have taken $100,000 total for their campaigns mm-hmm. for from the NRA. So there's still people taking money, but not, not a whole lot. And you need a Democratic Congress, you need a Democratic Senate, you need a Democratic president, 
and I don't think people are actually going to take their guns away. And here's the here's the crazy thing to me. They are people. The first thing people say is, "I have a right to to my gun," and then they say, "Oh, they're going to come take away our guns." And so, you know, they said but, that about Obama for eight years. Didn't right, happen. Right, but it, it, it the the irony and the, and the craziness of it is the but but at the same point they'll say well i respect our soldiers for you know and, and nobody should kneel for the national anthem but these soldiers that come that you respect if they're going to come take your guns you're going to shoot them is that what you're saying if you're saying that i have the right to protect my guns and keep them here and if anybody comes take them to take them away, which would be the military to come take them away. Out would of be my cold, dead hands, Charles right. would say. <laughs> so at that point, you know, it just it doesn't make any sense. And, uh, you know, at that point, what are they going to say? My gun is more important than a soldier's life. Like, they sit there and they're mad that people in the NFL are kneeling because they're disrespecting the troops. But God forbid the troops show up at your house. You're going to take them all out? Is that what the plan is? Like, it's stupid. And it's uh, it's it's just... The, the culture is completely wrong. The gun culture is ridiculous. And if you've ever seen magazines, like hunting magazines or rifle magazines, they're catering to kids. They have, yeah. they have like, get your daughter a pink, you know, AR-15 and oh, yeah, sign Texas, her up. Baby. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, the culture is just completely, you know, crazy. Uh, so I, I think the only way to do it is you have to make real change. And the only way you're going to make real change is by having a, you know, democratic Congress, Senate and, and uh, president that can say, look, we're not going to take your guns away, but this is what we're going to do. No more AR 15s, no more accessories for the AR 15s, no more extended gun clips. Uh, you know, those type, type of things. Um, you're saying democratic as in democracy, not democratic. No, I'm saying democratic. I mean, democratic party. If you have, because the Republicans will never go against the NRA. There's no way. Even now, the NRA is saying, "Well, we don't think we should regulate the uh, what are they called? The bump bumpers or the bump uh, yeah. accessory." Yeah. Well, yeah. There's nothing. That, there's nothing that can happen. You know, all the false flag stuff that came out right after, like the next day. You know, you, you get a, a hardcore right winger and a news report that they don't like that doesn't align with their 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 ideals. The conspiracy theories come out like yep. mad, like it was a yes. false flag. They did that with Sandy Hook, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I I agree. And today, you know, there was a shooting at Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, that you you posted that. Yeah, there was a there was a kid who um, the the campus police found drug paraphernalia and drugs in his room. And for whatever reason, they didn't frisk him. And this is what I've read. So it could change. But what the story is, is that they went in to talk to him about it, you know, or question him. And uh, he ended up shooting a cop, killing the cop and taking off. They found him, they caught him, but you know, he's still, you know, still had a gun. So it's just, I don't know. I, I, you know, if this continues, it's the downfall of our society. It's the downfall of this country. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what yeah. you believe in, left or right, no matter what. You, you, can, you can say that a lot of things going on are harbingers of that. You know, you, you, you talked about the, the protests um, uh, for the, of the NFL. 
Yeah. You ever see that meme of a picture of Mike Pence and it says paid protester? Yeah. yeah no, like that that, that whole thing is ridiculous. That was it's like he had plans like 30 minutes later. Like he, he like they immediately he, they immediately re- released his press release as soon as he left. Yeah, yeah. They, and they're that like, press oh, release we have was... we have it ready for you. Like they weren't going mm-hmm. to kneel. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He yeah. had no intention of finishing the game. No. You know. No. It, it, it was completely staged, and apparently staged by Trump. Right. Right. It's, it's terrible. What's so did you guys? There? <laughs> there's there's dogs outside. Um, <laughs> no, you don't say. They're they're having fun. Um, well, I was you know uh, I was gonna say is yeah. that uh, throughout all of this, I do I I do think conversation is a great thing, and that in and if this is any indication, uh, if more people start talking, that's always a great thing. That that yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I believe in. You know, I had the the Antifa guys last time. That was really really enlightening because if you just believe what it is on uh, on, uh, on on CNN or or in, any news source like. You're just going to get this guy in a mask that punches you and throws smoke in your face. And these are actually these, these, these kids, you know, they're, they're young, they're, they're kids, you know, they, they had, have an ideal and we were able to have a conversation. I got a Trump supporter yeah. on and he told me why he voted the way he did. And we're going to uh, have to get an NRA gun nut on. Well, yeah, they're out. I know there. a couple. Yeah. Out there. I mean, yeah. Get any literate ones that, you know, and, bring them in yeah. yeah yeah well and then well uh so yeah I, I was thinking about that and then i thought well you know you've also got uh you're talking about tribes you've got other tribes from from far away <laughs> that are trying to uh, meddle and infiltrate yes mm-hmm. yeah in our democracy yeah 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 chad was talking about this like people are talking about north korea but north korea hasn't attacked us Russia attacked us. Yeah. Right. They've right. literally attacked us. And, just... and people couldn't care less because Republican, the right wingers think that oh, they attacked the Democratic Party. Oh, that the, those are our enemies, so we don't care. Well, but here, here's the other That's thing. Unpatriotic is, bullshit. <clears throat> the other thing is I feel like unless they see war in the in what they, what their perception of war is, then they don't consider it war. Mm-hmm. But... But attacking our democracy, I mean, I've had numerous conversations with Trump supporters, not Republicans, but Trump supporters that have said, you know, well, North Korea is what we need to worry about. Well, Russia attacked our democracy. Oh, no. Well, we'll see what happens when all the information comes out. Eh, I don't see. believe Give him uh, a chance. It just started. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, I've heard that, that numerous Mueller times. Mueller doesn't have anything. Just yeah. wait till it shakes yeah. out, buddy. Like. I think we might get get a happy new year after all. Well, it I don't can't know, happen President soon enough. Ryan, Paul Ryan, <laughs> would be a happy new year because I think Pence I didn't is going think, down too. Well, you know, I didn't think the Trump was going to last to August. Yeah, I thought yeah, you would I, I didn't be out. either. I, I called it like a, like 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 in April, but no, it's yeah. just like Mueller's playing chess and Trump's playing checkers. You know, he he's he doesn't know sure how to play just... checkers. <laughs> He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know how to play that's, checkers. Yeah, he that's, that's he doesn't know how to do anything. Um, <clears throat> I was going to ask you, what do you what do you guys think about um, the right going off about Harvey Weinstein, but not going on about Trump? Well, 
Harvey's a friggin' creep, and that shit happens in Hollywood. It's 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 endemic. It's casting couch kind of culture, and uh, you put any you know group of males in charge, and they're gonna be friggin' creeps. I well, mean, you know, Trump's a, perfect, I was... Trump's a perfect example of that. I don't know why it's blind. Why people are blind to that. You know, Pat, I don't know if you know the story, but I was sexually harassed by Phil when we took a trip to New York. Yeah. <laughs> I The shower was open, and I walked by, and Phil opened the shower curtain and stood there naked in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and... and for a good, like, 30 seconds. And, and not a word was spoken <laughs> as we locked eyes. <laughs> and glances so... were... That was uh, very, actually, that was what, very... what it was was a violation of my private property, my personal <laughs> space. So I was like, oh, Phil, hey, it'll be really funny if I walk in on him while he's showering. <laughs> great, thanks, man. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Phil said, oh, fake news. Phil said, Phil said, come in here. I need to talk business <laughs> come with here, you. Here. Come in here. <laughs> Do you like my body? <laughs> talk, talk to business. me while I soap down. Uh, while I soap down. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> Talk it was crazy. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was the original no, I, uh, Weinstein in 2004. I actually, I was really, no, in all honesty, and I can't mention where it was in case anybody ever listens to this podcast, but I was working at a previous, in my 20s, I was working at a job and I was at the cash register and there was this guy that was working there, super nice guy, totally got along with him, enjoyed working with him. And it was the end of the day uh, for him. His shift was over. And as he walked by, he grabbed my junk. And <laughs> yeah, he totally oh, grabbed no. my junk. Yeah. Oh, no. And so he walked away. And my other uh, employee at the time, we were looking at each other in shock. And, um, and so I, I reported it immediately. And they fired the guy. Um, and his brother was uh, kind of a dangerous dude. And so I had to have security escort me to my car for like three weeks after that because. Oh my God. Brother... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, no, but they got rid of him immediately and he was never even allowed at universal. If they saw him at universal ever again, they would have kicked him out. So he was gone, but yeah, no, that, that happened. I mean, that was crazy. So um, you know, Chess, but, uh, yeah. but I mean, they handled it quick because they didn't want any, they were like, do you need to take time off? Are you okay? You know, we're sorry wow. about this. Wow. Everything. Yeah. It was, it wow. was crazy. Yeah. They handled it really, really well. And you know, it didn't, I mean, it didn't, you know, get to me. Like I wasn't affected by it. Yeah, I was more shocked than anything. Yeah, I'm sorry. I laughed, and that was that was really inappropriate. How I, dare I you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how dare you laugh? I thought at it was the fact damn that, hilarious because. Yeah. How know. dare you laugh at the fact that my wiener was grabbed? You guys, that's so not appropriate. No, hands, I was fine. Hands off my property. I, Grab him I mean, by the I wiener. Was, what if yeah, Trump was gay? <laughs> you know, well, when, when, when you're famous, they'll let you just grab him by the wiener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why has no one turned this? Why has no one that, would, this? that would be a great, great little little tape. Yeah. No. yeah. He was As well so, put yeah. together. It looked like he worked out. 
You know, when you're famous, you can just grab them by think, the wiener. I think this podcast, you guys should make shirts. Grab them <laughs> by the wiener. Grab them by the wiener. Uh, and just have a picture of Anthony Wiener on the back. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's going to jail, man. And it's just him touching time. himself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't receive yeah. texts from Anthony Wiener. No, yeah. he... Uh, what I said the other day, I, I when he was going to jail, I said he'll Wiener's gonna go in soft, but he'll come out hard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and with that, yeah. and with that, we, we, should, we should we should, your we should land this. Uh, um, we should finish because right, so we're going on about see, an hour. Did you see um, the new Star Wars trailer? I haven't. No, no. Okay, so. Um, I heard the director said, don't watch it because it reveals too much. Uh, I watched well, it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Pat. No, I, you know, that silly Reddit, uh, I think someone spoiled it for me because they, 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 yeah, they, they listed who a character, who an actor is playing a character. And I was like, oh. What'd they say? And I'll tell you. I mean, it's just the trailer. So right. what'd they say? Oh, who's, who's, who's the, uh, Schmeagle and King. Oh, Kong. what's yeah? What what is what is that guy's name? Snope, Snape. Yeah. Enter yeah. Emperor Snape's Snopes. Yeah. So he's playing that that or that guy. Oh, that makes Ooh. sense. He plays all the CGI guys. Right. Yeah. Right. I right. mean, right. he's, he's the only King he's, Kong. Yeah. yeah. He's the only one in Hollywood that could play like act like a a, a gorilla or a monk. Like it's just. <laughs> right. I right. hate him. Oh, no, I not. hate. What's his name? What's his I thought, name? I, I put, uh, put Smigel actor, and it says Robert Smigel. No, Smigel. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's I can't think of his name, but yeah, he's the only one that can play those roles. It's like get out of yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Andy Circus. Andy, Andy Circus. Circus. Get, get out of here, Andy Circus, with his stupid, <laughs> you know, body motion capture. He's okay. the best. It's like, all right, well. Okay. <laughs> he just kind of, kind of, like you see him, he's like creeping. He's probably really good at what he does, but it looks like he's just like being a real weirdo walking around. Well, <laughs> like, he does everything that someone does in a beginning acting class, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they have to walk around like tigers at different animals. It's just, it's not, you know. <laughs> Pretend I, that I, you're I, I challenge anybody who wants to challenge Bieber. me in a debate about Andy Circus's talent. I'd be happy to go one-on-one with that. Well, <laughs> let us know on Twitter what you think of Andy Circus, listener. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to have to finish this up because we're going on over an hour. Uh, but thanks for uh, for coming on to the show, Pat. It was good talking to you, buddy. Oh, Phil and Chad, thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure. Well, we'll, a we'll do this we'll again, to... and we'll probably yeah. talk about something a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, that'd be next, great. Yeah. Next time, we're just going to talk about the good times. The good times. We could talk about <laughs> what's the, the New you York say it's trip. So creepy. We could talk about the New York trip. We could talk about oh, yeah, yeah. Staples Center. Mm-hmm. We All could right. talk about. All right, hey, we're, <laughs> we're about out of time. It's <laughs> All right, let, let's land this plane. Okay, thanks for listening out there. Have a good time. Uh, can be good to each other. I don't know how to end episodes. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye everyone. So long. So long. The Wiretap is produced by Phil Romo and Chad Costello. Logo and artwork by Jasmine Michelle Designs. Recorded in Burbank, California.